It's Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Cap J Hood. This is ESPN 1000. Jay Hood here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights from 6 day right here on ESPN 1000. We're filling in for the guys today here on ESPN 1000. And uh, at this hour of the news here at ESPN 1000, take a look at the Bulls. They beat the Hawks last night, 110 to 108. The Bulls get back-to-back wins, and the Hawks are a playoff team as well, just like the Miami Heat. But the Hawks were actually playing. Most of their players were healthy. They were out there. It was a good win for the Chicago Bulls last night. Iowa DeSumo with the putback off of the miss from DeMar DeRozan in the final second. He gets it up and in as the Bulls win the game late. Uh, last night against the Hawks. The Cubs introduced Ansby Swanson yesterday. He talked to the media. Week 16 in the NFL kicks off tonight. Jacksonville and the New York Jets face off. And also, we've been talking Bears football with you here on ESPN 1000. We were looking at the injury report earlier because Chase Claypool uh, did not practice yesterday. We'll find out what his designation is today at Bears practice. But it does not look good, and it looks as if another week for Justin Fields without some of his wide receivers as we try and figure out his development here in the final weeks of the season. Last week was good. I want to see him play well against the Bills on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, uh, Equiminius St. Brown is still in concussion protocol. And, of course, the big name Chase Claypool with his knee injury that happened against the Packers. And now this is a three-week injury now. And he went back into that game after the injury. And so you have to wonder if there's something wrong, if they maybe if he can't play this week, if maybe they just shut him down for the year because at that point what you've got the the Lions and the Vikings uh at the end of the year. So I don't want to see them shut him down if he's healthy because I think the more reps he gets with Justin Fields the better. But I'm also in the camp of not really being worried about Chase Claypool. I think give him a full off season with Justin Fields. Get a number one wide receiver because I think we can both agree. Like Chase Claypool's not the answer to this problem. Darnell Mooney's not the answer to this problem. The answer to this problem is a true number one wide receiver. Chase Claypool's a good two. Darnell Mooney's a good two or three. But like you need more than that. So I would like to see them get reps. But this offense is going to be better when they get a real number one wide receiver. Like the season is not hinging upon next week or or next year getting Darnell Moody and Chase Claypool back healthy. It's getting a number one wide receiver, having a good Chase Claypool to complement that number one wide receiver, having Darnell Mooney as a fast guy that can run down the field, and then having Cole Komet being a a guy that he's proven to be in the last couple weeks as a go-to weapon for Justin Fields. So, yeah, it'd be cool to have him out there. But, again, we saw that without true wide receivers out there, true number one wide receiver that Justin Fields has been able to put up numbers against good teams. Like, they put up numbers against the Eagles. The Eagles have a very good defense. The Bills have one of the best defenses, if not the best defense, in the NFL. They're better against the... They're worse against the pass than the Eagles were, but they're better against the rush than the Eagles were. So it'll be interesting to see how much Justin Fields is limited as a runner, but also if they can maybe spread this ball around a little bit because you kind of have to. There's nobody else out there. Well, and I think that's what's been the most impressive part about Justin Fields developing to this point is that it seems as if each and every week there's more adversity in front of him based on the talent around him and then also 
the way this team has kind of been, uh, the schedule is kind of laid out where you get uh, the bye week and then you face off against arguably the two best teams in the NFL, Buffalo and Philly. And the Bears don't win against the Eagles on Sunday, but they looked okay on offense. And it's not Justin Fields just running around for, for his life. We, we saw that at times last year and early this season. He seems to be standing tall in the pocket, making crisp decisions, mm-hmm. uh, running when he needs to, and then also uh, passing down the field. And that one play, he rolls out to his right, and he has an opportunity to only use his legs. Instead, now he's starting to think, look downfield, finds a wide-open wide receiver for a touchdown at the end. And, and that's where I see that development from Fields going to the next level. It's Black and Abdallah in for Cap and Jay Hood here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. So the Bulls, they win last night 110-108. to Back-to-back wins for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, 28 points for DeM- DeMar DeRozan to lead the way. Zach Levine had 22. He made two big shots late in the fourth quarter. Credit Zach for hitting those shots to keep them in the game, keep them in the contest as of late. The defense continued to play kind of poorly at the end because the game, I think, was won in favor of the Bulls a couple of times in the final minute, and Trey Young and the Hawks just came right down the field, right down the court and immediately scored. And that, that last alley-oop was like there was no contest defensively from the Bulls in that situation, which has been something that's been a problem all season long for the Chicago Bulls. I don't know if winning back-to-back games on the road on this four-game trip and they finish off with the Knicks on Friday, I don't know if winning back-to-back games really changes much of the conversation around this team. But it is a nice start if they're going to start to turn things. The thing that I would continue to look at with this Bulls team is you can promote how great last night's win was. You're still five games under. yeah, And like that's the problem is that you can play back-to-back games against decent teams, Miami and Atlanta, and play well in the fourth quarter. And when all the the national attention is on your shoulders and and focused on you, Zach Levine, it's nice for you to show up against the Hawks. I'll give you the credit. It needs to continue, though. And that's where this team is already behind it because being five games under, right now you're the 11th seed in the Mm -hmm. Eastern Conference. And I think at the end of the day, at best, you're looking at a team that could scrape the five hundred. And so what? You're in the playing situation at the end of the season? It's not really changing the end equation to to what this team really is when you look to the future. Well, there's two problems, right? My first problem was yesterday the way the game ended up. I like like that they won, but at the same time, you blew a what? A 20-point lead? 15-point lead? Like, they were up big. Sure. And I know basketball is a game of runs, stuff like that, all, uh, it, it, and it happens. They found a way to win the game, but they were losing that game late, and they had to find a way to come back after being up 15 to 20 points. The other problem is, you're right, being the 11th seed and two wins against the Heat and the Hawks is great. But also, you know, Lonzo Ball gave an update yesterday of his health, and he's just ta- like he just touched a basketball for the first time in a while. Um, so he's not playing this year, most likely. And we heard from from Shams uh, earlier this week that you know they were going to make a decision uh, about him by the All Star break of whether he was going to play. So we'll get an answer here in the next couple months of whether or not he's going to play this year. I don't think he plays this year. If the dude can't, is just picking up basketball, is still on the ramp up to running. I don't think he's playing this year. But even if that happens, even if he comes back. 
I still think you're in a place where AK and Mark Eversley have to sit down and look in the mirror and look at this team and say, we're not as, we are nowhere near as good as the Bucks and the Celtics and even the Cavs or Brooklyn or the 76ers or even the Knicks or like all these teams that you need to be better than if you're going to compete. Like, are you just going to make a team that's good enough to make the play in tournament every year or like the sixth seed every year? Is that what you're trying to do here? Or are you trying to build a contender and get a real superstar? And I still think the answer is going to be you need to find a way to attract a superstar. And building through the draft might be that way. And the only way you're going to do it is by blowing this up. And then you look at some of these wins and you're like, well, are they going to be top four? Like, do they have a, If they blow it up, are they going to wait until the trade deadline to do it? And if they, do, if they wait and do it then... Do they still have enough time to be bad enough to be top four? Because looking at the game yesterday, like if they would have blown out the Hawks and it would have been a 20-point win, and you're like, all right, you beat the Heat, you have a 20-point win against the Hawks, maybe something's building here. But they couldn't hold the lead. They're still not healthy. Caruso left with a shoulder injury, so they're getting more injured as the days go by. Like this just isn't a recipe, and I don't want to be like all doom and gloom, you got to blow it up every time we talk about the Bulls, but you have to look at every game by if you're trying to blow this up and get the a top 4 pick and cuz it's top, your pick is top 4 protected, then every game matters. Every single one. These two wins might end up hurting them from being top 4. There, there's a couple of things that I, I think we, which is interesting is this team to get to the next level needs young players to step up. Last night, the young players, I thought, played well. Patrick Williams had a good game. 11 points in 37 minutes. He had eight rebounds. He, he made a couple of really nice shots in the fourth. There, there was a, a shot he took in the fourth. He was in the corner, collected in the corner from the, from the pass. He, he pumped faked once, stepped into like a 17-foot jump shot, and buried it. That's not something we've seen with confidence from Patrick Williams. That was mm-hmm. a nice move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to see more from yeah. him on that. Kobe White last night was attacking the rim. He was playing well. So your two young players look like they're starting to maybe turn a corner. Mm-hmm. Back to the whole conversation of not having enough and not comparing to other teams. Even if Patrick Williams and Kobe White play the way they did last night, that's still not enough. Mm-mm. Like, they're not turning a corner to be all-star level guys. They're turning a corner to be, like, playable. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, in, in yeah. minutes that matter, they're playable. And, like, there, there was an interesting stretch in the fourth quarter where DeMar DeRozan was out there, I think late third as well. DeRozan was out there with Kobe White, Io DeSumo, and Dale and Terry were all out on the court together. Mm-hmm. All of the young guards were out there with uh, DeRozan, and... I was like, oh, that's interesting because Dalen Terry obviously only getting run because Caruso uh, went out with the injury. But when you kind of mix together the young with the the vets, it's like what this team needs is young players that carry the way. And the vets don't they can't do it all themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm including Zach into the vet conversation, even though it doesn't seem like he is. It's just he needs a little kick in the rear end to get going. Sometimes he needs a little national spotlight to can. Uh, to suggest that he wants his way out of here because that's what's being reported by Sham Sharania is that at some point there's going to be a breakup here because he's a clutch player and Mm -hmm. he is uh, based on his agency and he's going to force his way to a different team, likely to be the Lakers at some point. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they have to give it up, 
But when you look at the, the, the construction of the team, you need Patrick Williams to take another step. You need Kobe White to be more consistent. You need Io DeSumo to play like he did last night and not like he played in the previous weeks where he was really struggling. And, and that's, I think, the, the problem with this whole roster construction is that they don't have the top-line star, and the back-line guys don't necessarily give you the consistent productivity that you need either. And that, that's the problem with the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, and it, it sucks to say that the answer is blow it up, but your answer might be blow it up because I, I, you just don't want to be a team that makes... Because what was the difference? What was the point of doing the regime change if you're only going to be the six or seven seed or make the play-in? Like, what was the point? I thought that this new regime was to be brought in to bring winning basketball and championship basketball back to the city. One could think that it was just to placate the fans because the fans were upset and they wanted it to happen. So you gave the fans what they wanted. You wanted Gar packs out, so you give yeah, them but, that. But AK and Eversley have a track record of building through the draft. So let them build through the draft. They do. Uh, but the, there's something with uh, NBA players like you got to have skill. And if you're just selecting the best all-around guys who are just on the board at that time, mm-hmm. like unfortunately, Dalen Terry is not going to be a guy that's really going to change much because his number one basketball attribute will be like his IQ and his teamwork. Yeah, He's never going to be a guy that steps on the floor and the other team has to stop. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a guy who could contribute to winning basketball, but that's not going to get you to that high level that you need. Black and Abdallah, we're in for Cap and J. Hood. Captain Jay Hood mornings on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood. This is Cap and Jay Hood. Follow on Twitter at at, 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 at Cap Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. app. We're in for Cap'n J. Hood today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Do you have a long drive ahead of you today? I do, yes. Uh, I have to go to Indianapolis. It is, I don't know if it's a long drive. It's not like eight hours. It's anywhere from three. Is it 15 minutes? No. So it's that's anywhere, a long drive. It's anywhere like, from three to four. But I've done it so many three times. Three to four hours is a long drive. No, but to me, it's, it doesn't feel do long. Do you stop? It doesn't feel long unless there's traffic. Yeah, yep. I got, we stop a lot. We stop a lot. Okay. My wife's pregnant. She. Well, I'm not asking about her. I'm asking because of you. No, no, no. It's because of her. You don't like to just power right through? I could power right through. She, a pregnant person, has to pee. She's a like, pregnant woman. Has to, a, a pregnant person. Is she not a woman? She is. Okay. Has to pee. So it's like correct for your wife. Every half an hour. So we're stopping a lot. Your new nickname is PC Abdallah. I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> that, that, that's it. All right, Black and Abdallah, we're in for Cap and J Hood this morning. And each week on Thursdays, we get the picks for the football weekend with the Fat Jack. Money talk. Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. Best football picks, give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Here comes the money. Check out the, ja- check out the Fat Jack's website, FatJackSports.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at FatJackSports. 
And you can also call at 800-298-1383. Jack, it's week 16 in the NFL. We're ready for it. And bowl games. All and day. And by games, the way, when, yes. you start adding pe- when you start adding people to your road trips, it only gets worse. I mean, my <laughs> daughter, I'm pretty sure, doesn't have a bladder. If she takes five drinks or something, we're having to pull over every time we turn around. So uh, that only gets worse. But you're right. What gets better is that we'll have uh, day football and basketball going this afternoon. They start playing in Hawaii uh, this time of year. I have a basketball game going, I think, at 2 Central is the first uh, basketball game. Uh, Baylor and Air Force go today. So everything, including the NFL, which has been really, really good over the course of the year. At 99 bucks. you sign up right now at BatJackSports.com. It's a holiday weekend. $99 for all the football through Monday. Either text to yourself or email to you. At Hoops, it's only 149 So something for everybody as you're going to deal with your in-laws and deal with the cold <laughs> outside and all the things people have to deal with right now, you might as well put some extra money in your pocket. And, and we're going to be doing that all weekend long at Fat Jack Sports. If you looked at the line earlier, Jack, it's not really breaking news, but now it's official that Jalen Hurts will not play. Garner Minshew is going to be the Eagles quarterback. This line moving from four and a half since we started talking to now six in some places, Eagles and Cowboys, this big divisional game, is there value now on the Eagles that now that they're up to six? There is. You're getting very good at, at, at initial indicators that are going to at least get you on the right path towards some winners. And that's exact. That's always one of, especially in the NFL. Uh, listen, you're gonna. There's always value with guys like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and any uh, Patrick Mahomes, any of the marquee guys. There's obviously value with them. But the general public will overreact to that information almost every time. That doesn't mean every single time Philly will come out with Gardner Minshew and his you know, handlebar mustache and everything he's got going and get it done versus the number. But more times than not, you're going to get backup quarterbacks, especially in this situation when you have a very good balanced team that is one of the best offense and defensive teams in the league you're going to get value with that line movement. So if you're going to play Philly, absolutely wait. It's going to keep moving that way. You may even get it up over a touchdown. At the very minimum, you're going to get six, six and a half of that even money, which will save you the juice. But it's, it's one of those either play Philly or don't play it at all, having zero to do with Dallas and more to do with just generally looking for value in line, which is what the general public doesn't do a whole lot of, and we do a lot of. So, yeah, Philly's the right play if you're going to play the game. Tonight, Jacksonville's on the road uh, in New York against the Jets. How would how should we play this matchup? Yeah, the, the thing about this weekend, a really a, a consistent theme is going to be this weather. Uh, you guys are dealing with it right now. Actually, I'm in Vegas. They're not dealing with it, but I'm in Oklahoma later. It's, you know, five degrees. Everybody's freaking out. Kansas City's going to be 12. All of those type of things. Here's the deal. Thresholds with weather – are going to be about five degrees above zero and about 25 mile an hour wind. So if it's less than 25 mile an hour wind, then don't worry about the wind. That's the main thing that drives totals down. If it gets super, super brutal cold, and we're going to get some of that in the middle of the country from Kansas City on up, um, you might want to lean toward the under in those situations. Tonight, it's all about under has been killing it this year on these these uh, single games. Uh, Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night. And including the last two, last couple in a row. The Monday night under was an absolute bad beat if you had over. You had Aaron Rodgers getting the first down inside a one-and-a-half yard line and then kneeling down. Um, they had four shots inside the 10 and were trying to score. So you've had a trend under. That's driven the total down. So the better play in this game is most likely going to be over the total. So uh, you're going to get very few people on it. You are getting some value. 
five of the last uh, five in a row in the series have gone over, and eight of the last nine Jacksonville games have gone over the total. So teams that that you think are going to trend under, and the Jets have absolutely been one of those. Uh, every, when it consistently you think they're going to go under, and you get situations like this where they're single games, the general public's going to hammer the under. That's when you look over side. I think this game goes down to the wire. There's more points, shorter fields than most people think. Uh, a lean toward the Jets plus the points. That, again, staying away from comfortable plays. Jacksonville playing well. Sharps have been all over Jacksonville the last few weeks. Um, there's a reason why they're only a one, one-and-a-half point favorite in this spot. Uh, the Jets don't need great play quarterback to be in game. So uh, over the total and then a lean toward the Jets. It's going to be about 12 degrees here in Chicago around kickoff for the Bills and Bears. Wind gusts up to 29 miles an hour, but you're going to look at an average of about 12 miles per hour uh, on the wind there as well. The Bears did cover against the Eagles. They were about an eight uh, to eight and a half point favorite or uh, underdog. Sorry, excuse me. Against the Eagles, they're an eight and a half point underdog against the Bills. Can they do the same against the Bills, Jack? Yeah, I, this is not a game I'd want to bet on. We talked about games where if we're going to bet it, we have to bet it and throw our TV in the lake. Yeah. That might be one of those. I mean, because you're not getting any value on the under, obviously, uh, because of the weather. And Buffalo trends under almost all the time. They're one of those few teams in, one of those teams in the league where you think because they have Josh Allen, you think because they're well-rounded, they're going to go over. Their defense more than overcomes that. Five, five games in a row on the road have gone under the total. But you're playing a Bears team that's been trending over for most of the year and certainly the second half of the year. Seven of the last Bears games have gone over. Um, I don't want to try to place Chicago in a spot where if they turn the ball over and get down by more than a number, they're going to have to execute in weather outside against a great defense. Um, they have covered four of the last five in the series against Buffalo when, when, it, when it's been played at home. So they typically will perform well. But this is not a spot I want to watch. So – I would stay away from it if I'm a Bears fan. I first of all I stay indoors. Um, if I'm going to go outside, I, I drink a lot before I hit the gate. I mean, I just hammer something because it's going to be a long, cold night or day a day in that game. Um, there's better spots total and side. Uh, Chicago, uh, or excuse me, Detroit or Denver is a team that continues to go under with the exception of the last two two weeks. They've been trending over. That's not going to happen again this week. I would go under in that game. Uh, they're playing the Rams with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is not doing anything offensively, and Denver is still Denver. So I would go under in that one. That one doesn't have weather issues. Uh, then that Green Bay-Miami game right above that, Green Bay's playing better. Um, and they're executing, especially between the 20s. I don't like their play calling at all. It's like they've absolutely neutered Aaron Rodgers. But I think as they it, it would get this Miami team, there's not going to be any weather here as well. Green Bay, five, five of the last six, they've covered when they play on the road against Miami. They have, they've been able to handle the heat pretty well down there. I think there's going to be a lot of offense. I go over in that game and also play Green Bay. Jack, last week on our show, Black and Abdallah, I asked you about Cincinnati, and then they go out and they cover and they win again. Are, are we entering the portion of the schedule and of the year where Joe Burrow and the Bengals, not only do they win, they just cover consistently as a favorite? Yeah, it's been last week was one of those aberrations where they what happened? Somebody explained to me. Tom Brady was 89, 189 no when he's up seventeen points, and now he's one hundred eighty nine to one or whatever it is. I mean, the guy the, the, things happened last week across the board in the NFL. Where you're right, Burrow's getting it done. That we we look back to last year, second half of the schedule, they consistently getting it done. They've covered five and over the last five games. 
So they're, they're absolutely outperforming the market. They're getting, this is going to be a weather spot. They're getting the weather up there. That doesn't seem to bother them a whole lot. I mean, they, that their, their offense is set up for that. Run the ball first with P. Ryan and Mixon. Throw play action off that. Stay engaged. Kind of plays into what New England does as well. And Cincinnati is the better spot, better team here. It'll all come down to turnovers up there. I, I would go under, under the total in the game. I think the offense will be an absolute premium in that game. Uh, trying to get points on the board. Uh, turnovers will most likely decide it. I would go under the total. That's certainly the safer play. The Vikings scored 39 points in the second half against the Colts on Saturday. They pull off the biggest comeback in NFL history. They're laying three and a half against the Giants at home. Can the Giants cover this big spread because, or not big spread, but over over the three, uh, this three and a half point spread? Because if you look at all the insider like metrics and all the analytics, the Vikings aren't good. Like they're not a, they're not a good team at all, and they're like they're they're not top twenty in DVOA. I think they're like twenty first or twenty second in DVOA. Their yards per play isn't good. They're just statistically not a good football team. Can the Giants take advantage? No, they absolutely can. And, and if you the recency bias helps here. If Minnesota doesn't come all, you know, there's always ifs every week in the NFL. If that, if that. But the reality is, for most of the game, most of the first half certainly, and then the second half, what Indy didn't do. Uh, to get themselves in a spot to hold on, um, they Minnesota is not good. They they are very very fortunate one score games. They are not consistent. If they can't run the ball, their play action doesn't work. They're basically have one receiver who's an incredible athlete, and he's been getting it done in the passing game. The Giants are are equipped to handle this. Um, I think the Giants absolutely run it at will here in this spot. They're five the last. They've covered five the last six on the road. They also keep totals down. When they play in this series, they don't give up a lot of points to Minnesota. So unlike last week, and also you get that regression to the mean each week at each little period in the NFL. When teams go out and they just blow up offensively, there's typically a correction the next week or so. That correction with Minnesota's offense should come here against the Giants. If they're not getting into the upper 30s, I don't think they cover this game. I think even in the 20s, the Giants will run the ball effectively enough to get to cover the number and most likely win the game. That's also why the number's as low as it is. Yeah, Giants are the right side of the game. You know, speaking of the corrections, Jack, I, I thought that that was coming for the 49ers last week in Seattle, and then they play great, and they, they cover. And with the 49ers playing a backup quarterback, is there really much of a difference? And I, I assume Vegas is telling us that there really isn't a difference between Garoppolo and Purdy because the Niners this weekend are favored by seven against the Commanders, and the Commanders are a decent team. Yeah, a little bit of the recency bias there as well. I mean, Washington kind of coming back. They're having quarterback question marks, having to you know give vote of confidence to Heineke and stuff. So they're... There, there's different. They're regressing to the mean as well, and we saw that last week. It was as much with Seattle as it was what San Francisco did. Seattle looked lost, horrible play calling, horrible strategy, didn't execute, all those things. Washington very good on the road, and I think there's some value here. They're four and one against the spread. Their last five on the road. Uh, San Francisco's covered five in a row as well. They're another team. We talked about this when they made the train for for McCaffrey and getting hot and getting up confidence heading into the playoffs. Even as you mentioned with the quarterback change. A Purdy's done more than enough. I, I don't. I don't believe there's a little bit of regression coming with him. This dude turned the ball over at will in college. He's in a great system, but you're going to have some of those uh, rookie quarterback, you know, moments. And when you have those against a really good defense, it can cost you maybe on the win, but certainly on the cover. So 
I would be cautious with San Francisco over the next couple of weeks until we see exactly what Purdy is. I would not bet any futures money for them to win the Super Bowl as well. I think that's a, a long shot with what they've got at quarterback, even though the rest it's a shame because the rest of the team is certainly balanced enough and good enough to get there. Um, I would play Washington if I played the game at all. The Packers have won two games in a row. Obviously, they beat the Bears two weeks ago. They win last week on Sunday Night Football. They head to Miami on Sunday to face the Dolphins. Now, normally, when a team from the north heads down to Miami, you're kind of worried about that. Oh, is it going to be too hot? We've seen the Dolphins be able to get a couple wins that way. But the high in Miami on on, uh, Sunday is only going to be about 55 degrees. So the weather shouldn't be a factor for the Packers. Do they continue their winning ways here uh, in Miami? Listen, just because you have it written down on your sheet doesn't mean that you have don't have to listen to what I say when I drill down. I, you you send me saying. toward a game I don't want to break down, and I, I pivot over to this game, give a very well-rounded analogy of how Green saying. Bay has been a cover, and yeah. it's probably going to go over with lots oh, of yeah. points. Yeah. And then because it's on your sheet, you're rolling yeah. right back well, into it. I need Green more in- I need more in-depth, just, you know, like you saying, ah, you know, like they might cover, that kind of thing. Like, it's what the weather down there is a thing, though, isn't it? it well, it's good. Listen, yeah, people in Florida, they're dying right now. I, I, I just called my guy that takes care of my boat in St. Petersburg. He said, we're getting to 35 this weekend where nobody's going outdoors. So, yeah, I mean, Miami may have a little bit of adjustment for what they're used Don't to. Don't they Green have that thing be- in Miami, Jack, where, where if it gets below freezing, the iguanas or the lizards fall out of the trees? They do. They freeze up. They fall in the water. It's the weakest thought society in the world, South Florida. It's like 41, and the iguanas' tails are falling off, and they're falling out of the tree. I mean, it's, it's raining I like iguanas. It is. It's a true story. And the, the manatees start dying. They're looking for, for nuclear power plants and stuff, trying to stay warm. The whole state is ridiculous when the place gets below about 50. So, yeah, it's that opposite day weather-wise. Green Bay plus the points in the over because of everything I said before yeah. and because of the weather. Jack, if our uh, great listeners go to your website, fatjacksports.com, and they sign up today, what will they receive? Yeah, 99 bucks for all the plays. Text your cell phone or email to you through Monday. Bowls are a fickle mistress, guys. I know you know this, <laughs> but I'll tell you, 37, almost 37% of all bowl teams that are underdogs will have won straight up since, since 2018. That's 36.5% of one straight up, almost 4 out of 10. So if you're playing the bowls, first of all, get signed up at FatJackSports.com, 99 bucks through Monday. We're going to have a great run. But if not – Think underdogs because that's typically what gets it done. We've seen that the last few nights as well. You, the longer packages save you a ton of money. Add basketball, it's only 149 bucks total for football and basketball through Monday. Or the longer packages work out to about $70 a week to make money betting the game at FatJackSports.com. Thank you, Jack. We'll talk to you next week, and uh, happy holidays. All right, guys. Have a great week. See you soon. Go to Jack's website, FatJackSports.com. Sign up today. Also, you can call 800-298-1383. This is Kath and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. You don't have to wait till you're in your car to hear what Cap and Jay Hood are talking about. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Weekday morning, 7 to 10, right here on ESPN 1000. Your new morning show here on ESPN 1000. Walking Abdal filling in for the guys today. 
On our night show from 6 to 8 weeknights on ESPN 1000, from time to time, Mr. Adam Abdallah likes to bring to us some zoo news. Sir, do you have any zoo news? I always have zoo news, Chris. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for zoo Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the zoo news. We don't like to give out sad news, but oh, no. wait, sometimes wait. we give out sad news. <laughs> this sad is a different... I, I thought that this was going to be fun, exciting, yeah. good times for I the mean, zoo. Sometimes you got to give out sad zoo news because oh, no. we know, Chris, Oh geez. as we are proponents of zoo news, we know that the animals in the zoos, they do not like being at the zoo. No, they want to get out. They want to get out. Let us out, let us out, let us out, let us out. The zoo is overloaded. And sometimes that comes with a price, Chris. A bear was fatally shot after escaping the exhibit and injuring a zookeeper at the Jacksonville Zoo, a five-year-old North American black bear that escaped an exhibit behind the scenes at the Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens on Wednesday evening and engaged with a zookeeper, was shot by the zoo's lethal weapons team, (laughs) officials said. The zoo would not elaborate on what happened during the encounter, but officials said the keeper was hospitalized with injuries that did not appear life-threatening. It's a problem. A bear named Johnny got out, and they had to uh, engage the, what what did I call it? The the lethal lethal weapons weapons team? The lethal weapons team. So, yes. You can try to get out, animals, but sometimes oh, no. it comes with a cost. Well, I wonder what's new with the zoo, baby. Yikes. That's what is new at the zoo. Well, that, that's definitely a downer. Yeah, keep an eye on your local zoos, too. A lot of them are closing <laughs> down because of the weather. So if you plan on braving the tundra and going out to the zoo... Check with your local zoo, because all the headlines I'm seeing right now is zoos are closed, zoo is closed, zoo is closed, marines damage zoo ride. Did you see that one? I did not Some see Marines that one. got drunk and damaged a zoo ride really? in San Diego. That's not nice. Yeah. A all gondola. Right. Okay. Well, uh, there you go. Zoo news. You can hear it exclusively on Black and Abdallah weeknights, 6 to 8. Uh, it's different than the animal stories that they have on the Cap'n J. Hood show. Where yeah. it's What does what it say in the uh, the intro to that? The, the animals eating the Lions, faces? tigers, yeah. and bears. Oh, my. Bears. What's going on today in the animal kingdom? Chips throwing feces, wild boars snacking on faces. There it is. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's all we needed here. Snacking on the faces. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. <laughs> the noise that the the boars snacking on the faces make <laughs> gets me every time when I'm listening. Every single time. It happens. Black and Doll, we're in for Cap and J. Hood. Tracy Butler joins us next. Cap and J. Hood mornings on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Cap, Cap, J. Hood. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thank you to Jay Cantu and to Shane Norling for producing today's show. 
Greeny will be up in 10 minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Bluck and Abdallah filling in for Cap'n J. Hood. And now Tracy Butler joins us in studio. Hello, Tracy. Hi, guys. Hello. I'm so excited to be with you. We're excited to see you. Yes. We're always uh, here at night, so we never I see know. you in the morning. I listen to you guys, like, uh, well, sometimes before I go to bed. Yeah. Like right before. <laughs> yeah, I hear the waddle song, and then you guys come on, and that's yep. about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then yeah. it's lights out. So, yes. uh, so nothing's going on in the weather yeah. uh, no, what, weather report. To worry about, right? no, no, there's nothing going on this weekend. Not at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing. All right. Should we dive into yeah, it? Yeah, dive into yeah. it. Give okay, it to us. So we're already starting to get just some very light snow showers, some flurries reported up around Mundelein, as well as just northwest at O'Hare. Uh, temperatures are starting to drop. So out in Davenport, Iowa, it's two degrees right now. That's the kind of air that's coming our way here. It's still 32 here. Up in McHenry, it's down to 19 already. So our temperatures are going to be falling here this afternoon as this Arctic front blasts through the area. This afternoon and this evening, snow is going to develop. And it's possible that we could have snow falling at the rate of an inch per hour. Okay. So that makes it sound like, oh, my gosh, we're getting this monster amount of snow. Right. I think most of us are going to end up with three to six inches total. Okay. The problem is it's going to fall in a pretty quick period of time. And that's what is going to contribute to some of our very treacherous conditions here as we go through the afternoon and the evening hours, too. OK, so as far as driving goes... People are leaving. Like where? <laughs> Perhaps. Like people, some of us are heading to Michigan. Some of us are heading to Indianapolis. Some you of us are, like Cap. are heading to Schaumburg. What about me and my daily That's schedule? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, like people, people are adjusting yeah, their schedules. No. If they need to travel for yeah. the holidays, when should they, like yesterday would have been the day to go, right? Yesterday would have been the day to go. I mean, in all seriousness, folks, and especially the farther east you go, you're going to have to deal with lake effect snow, too. We have blizzard warnings that will kick in this afternoon, portage uh, portage on eastward. Um, it's just, I can't emphasize enough the visibility issues we're going to end up having with the falling snow. And my other concern is when you get a rapid temperature drop like this and you have precipitation, you can get something called flash freeze where it gets very icy very, very quickly. So that is there's just a lot of elements. And then tomorrow we're going to wake up to wind chills probably about 35 below (sighs) here tomorrow. The winds are going to be very strong, not just the wind gusts. And Waddle brought this up yesterday. It was a great question. Um, The sustained winds are going to be constant, you know, 25, 30, 35 mile per hour winds here tomorrow, too. Mm -hmm. And if you live in a I live in an older building, like even if you're there, because one year our pipes froze and we were there. So like but they froze underground outside of our apartment and we had to wait until it, it took like five days. For oh the ground gosh. to thaw until our pipes were unfrozen. So make sure you keep your pipes, your sinks dripping a little bit. Open up your, like, that door underneath the cupboard underneath your sink to let air flow in there. Like, make sure you do all that because it's the, it's not the snow. It's the cold that's going to get wow, you. Wow, you're an HVAC guy Hey, now, listen, too? I'm, just, I'm just trying to keep you. If you go away for the holidays, yeah. you don't want to come back to frozen pipes. It sucks. Oh, and Tracy, when, when we look at the two airports today, what, what's the situation with people trying to leave and actually getting out? Because I would imagine s- with the wind, that's going to be a problem. Well, that's the thing. I know there have been a ton. The airlines have been very proactive in doing a lot of cancellations, a lot of rearranging. It's a terrible headache. And it, I, I hate this part of it because it really is impacting holiday travel for so many folks. Um, the winds are, are going to be at their worst 
during the day tomorrow. Okay. They're going to be picking up in intensity through the afternoon today. But when we're talking 50 and 55 mile per hour wind gusts, that happens tomorrow. Okay. And while we'll see an easing up in some of that here over the weekend, it is going to still be windy and cold over the weekend. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that in the game on Saturday against yeah. the Bills. Like I, I was charting ahead on the wind alone and throughout the weekend it basically doesn't really change at kickoff on saturday the temperature is going to be about five degrees at soldier field the wind chills <laughs> during the game will be 15 to 20 maybe maybe 25 below zero during the game but at least 15 below zero I know during some the pe- game i know some people have tickets do you want to go I do not. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thank if you, you do. for the offer. If, if it was a Steelers game, would you go? I know oh my some gosh, people. you guys. This Saturday night. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. so sad. Yeah. I am I am just heartbroken. My family is heartbroken. I can't believe this about Franco Harris. That's sad. And he was just doing interviews that yeah. day. Oh, yeah. 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 It's it's terrible news. Uh, Tracy, I following all the weather uh, this week, uh, there's a lot of talk between different models. Mm-hmm. Could you, for a dummy like me, what's different? What's there's a European, there's a standard model. There, what, why does the, the European model yeah, suck? Yeah, why? why is it, like, <laughs> like, why how is there do we predicted eighteen inches through? What no, no, we need no, no. to know? What's the Here's easy the way thing. to okay. understand? So early in the week, several of the models, and that's why people are saying you said it was going to be twenty inches <laughs> of snow. No, I didn't, because I will tell you, I am very, very careful about that. Mm-hmm. This past weekend, we were still the storm hadn't even developed yet right so and people were like 25 inches get ready you know (laughs) so you really have to take into consideration all the minute details and you really have to wait till this storm kind of gets on land to develop sure and figure out what elements it's going to bring into the forecast but there are so many different models there's the rapid refresh there's the her there's the graph there's the gfs there's the european so (laughs) There's a lot of different models that we look at that can tell us when the cloud cover's coming, when the precipitation's coming, what type of precipitation, uh, wind speeds, so many different elements. So there's a lot of different things to look at and assess. Tracy, it's time for your favorite part of the show. It's the Cap Cut of the Day, brought to you by Chicago Steak Cut, uh, Chicago Cut Steakhouse here on ESPN 1000. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. But it's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! When I was like 10 years old when the Wii came out, that was like my thing. You know, like you had the sensor and the bar and you play Wii sports indoors. <laughs> it was Wii to... tennis. That, that was all the rage, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have to go outside and get all sweaty. I can just like put my strap on with my Wii controller. <laughs> Amazing. Well, there you go. There's the Captain J. Hood uh, cut of the day. Jake and his strap on. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Tracy? Tracy's not amused. I got Uh, that. Sorry, Tracy. Jake can't, too. Sorry. It was early. Well, I'm I'm still, he's saying, I was 10 years old when I mean, like, good gravy, I could be your grandmother. Tracy, have a wonderful Christmas. Merry Christmas. Safe travels Thank to you. everyone, Adam. Okay, yep, yep. We're all braving the elements. Thank you, Tracy. We'll be uh, paying attention to your reports throughout the weekend. Thank you.
That's Tracy Butler. Uh, Shay, Jake, thank you. Uh, we enjoyed hanging out with you guys this morning. Black and Abdallah, we'll talk to you Jan 3 next year. We'll talk to you next year. 10 days. See ya from Chicago.